as the season opener draws ever closer and with the first full installation test day for the new hybrid cars completed all eyes have been on the driver lineup for this year's british touring car championship back behind the wheel of a btc racing honda for this new campaign is josh cook and i'm pleased to say he joins me on the line mobile i think josh on your way up to knock hill yeah, so um, apologies if it sounds a little bit hit and miss, but I'm, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously Sunday today. I'm heading up. We, we start our uh, testing at, at Knock Hill tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, now, congratulations on coming back for a, another campaign, another season with BTC, Josh. Um, the fairly late announcement wasn't until sort of test day when we found out you were definitely going to be behind the wheel. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, of course, I've been at BTC racing a while now. You know, it's, it's a real real home for me you know I've, I've i've been uh been working you know with them since since 2019 and you know it's it's, it's although we kind of knew the deal was um the deal was done and we we you know i was driving there we've just been so focused on everything else you know to do with the hybrid installation to do with uh, the improvement in the in the structure of of, of the team and and the, the investments in the team that kind of just forgot about it to be honest um <laughs> You know, like I said, I'm really pleased to, to be staying with the team. And for, for me, previously, before joining VTC Racing, all the all the commercial deals in place kind of forced me to jump ship. Um, you know, from one team to another, and um, you know, I've got such a relationship to work around that. And you know, of course, if it wasn't for Steve, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in the team at all. Let alone this, um, you know, what will be my uh, my fourth year with them. So um, yeah, incredibly excited. Uh, coming off of a season that we had last year, uh, I think it's um, you know, there's no better place for me to be. Mm. You had a very good season last year, so close to uh, to getting your hands on the uh, on the title as well. In a car which you have now got very comfortable with and and have, have pushed and developed, now everything changes again. Yeah, obviously, we've had a run out with the hybrid system. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it was kind of working as intended little teething issues but um you know we're, we're fairly on top of that obviously we've we've got the new the new toker engine obviously as, as people may or may not know the, the the toker engine which is kind of like the um the the official championship engine that, that all the teams uh, was previously built by by swindon powertrains that has changed this year to, to being built by um the uh the well-known rally uh, specialist Demsport. We've got two aspects that are that, that are very new to us. Um, although we know the chassis very well, you know, we've got this new powertrain unit and the hybrid system that we need to get on top of. Uh, the good thing is, as I said, we know the chassis and we know what to expect out of it. We, you know, we, we obviously had that working very well last year, but we need to get on top of the on top of the powertrain uh, and on top of this this hybrid system. Mm-hmm. Talking of the hybrid system, there's a new button on the st- steering wheel, isn't there? Um, how did you find that? What was it like when you pressed that button for the first time and experienced the uh, the boost that the hybrid system gives you? You'll be pleased to know it works. Um, <laughs> you know, it is, a, it is an effective system. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how, how the system plays out throughout the season. I think we're going to see... A little bit of potluck with with the efficiency of some of the systems, as we know, it's it's very new. I mean, my first initial reaction about the system, whilst whilst it, it you know it worked as intended, I wasn't really a fan to be honest. Um, you end up 
so concentrated on the hybrid strategy, it can take away some of the the raw aspects of, of driving. Uh, you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's maybe that's my inability to process as much information as, as some of the others. Um, but it, you know, it was. Um, yeah, I, fi- I find it find it interesting to use, uh, and I'm sure I'll get used to it, and it'll become the norm. But to start with, it was probably a, another variable that that, um, that I could have done without. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I haven't read the regs or the the technical spec properly yet. And am I right in thinking that you can't just use the hybrid? Sorry, the boost uh, whenever you want. You've got to be in a particular gear or more than forty five percent on the throttle. There's a number of factors, aren't there? I was hoping you'd tell me that. I haven't read them either. Um, no, no, there's there's a few parameters. You know, we have to be over 120 kilometers an hour in third gear or above. Um, yes, some, some other some other parameters as well. And, it, and it's to try and equalize the the hybrids deployment uh, benefit between front wheel drive and rear wheel drive. Because if there wasn't a minimum speed, a rear wheel drive could just push it coming out of the corner, and they, they, they just deal with the, the putting the power down to the road a lot better than a, than a front wheel drive car would. So that, that's why there's, there's, um, uh, you know, one of the reasons why there's, there's those, um, those kind of parameters that we have to meet. Uh, but like I say, that, that certainly I, I shook down, you know, all three of our cars to get the systems working. Um, and, and other than small, um, teething issues you know the, the system worked as intended and I'm, i must say the team that we've got working behind the scenes did an incredible job with all the information they had at the time to give us um the best sort of head start with with the with the hybrid uh, hybrid system coming in um, our data engineers have gone through different strategies worked through different deployment um, benefits in certain areas and and have calculated a lot of a lot of where we're going to have to use the system for our for our best gain um but as you say you come to a race weekend it's not going to be a case that we can just hold the button the whole time you know, it's 15 seconds per lap um certainly for the first race and then moving on from that you'll only have a certain number of laps in a race depending on your championship position and in qualifying uh, i think it's number of seconds per lap depending on where you are. So if you're leaving the championship, you forget any. And if you're 15th or below, I think it is, you, you get your 15 seconds and then it's scaled accordingly, a bit like the success ballast was. Looking at the timing from uh, that test day, and I know it was an installation day and everybody's getting used to things, but interestingly, um, some of the lap times were pretty quick and in, and in a couple of cases um, quicker than the um, race lap record uh, at uh, the circuit. And you carry an extra 60 kilos, which was interesting, but also two thirds, probably, certainly half, if not two thirds of the um, of the cars that were out there were within a second of the fastest time. I, I I get a sense it's going to start leveling things up the the start of the season. Um, I think as everybody gets a grip of the system, it's gonna it's gonna um, you know, the, the times will get tighter. I think there was some some cars running without the system on that test. Some people had the weight in the car but were unable to use the deployment for, for certain issues of their own. Um, look, it's, it's a brand new system, and teething issues were were kind of to be expected. Uh, everybody is doing what they can to get on top of it like i said 
I don't think we're going to get as close as what we were in 2021. Mm. You know, I think that 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 the championship last year was absolutely unbelievable for for its competitiveness. It was, they, I think, I think it was Silverstone. I think all, all top 30 cars or whatever it was at the time, um, 29 cars. Yeah. Uh, were, were within like 0.5 or 0.6 of a second, yeah. and, and and that is just a staggering figure. Um, it is, and, and when you when you think about you know, that, if you translate that to to distance uh, on a circuit, you fit all of those cars into that into that range. It's it's just incredible. Mm. Um, so I think the hybrid system and it's. Uh, difficulty to understand and use is going to allow a little bit of a spread in lap time across the the grid, which in all honesty, I think we need because it was getting so competitive. Um, You know, rubbing, which we all love was getting a, getting a bit um, inevitable because uh, yeah, when you're trying to find a a 10th of a second to to get somebody on a lap, you, you, you know, there's um to take every opportunity as it arises. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Now we talk about, you know, we used to talk about finding a tenth as being uh, quite elite. Now you're looking at finding a thousandth of a second, which you could put you two or three or four places up the grid. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's strange in the car, you know, you just give absolutely everything you can. And we've got a little time on our, on our dashboard that tells you whether you're, you're kind of, you know, up or down on a, on a lap in the car, generally your fastest lap. So we know if we're on a good lap, but you, you know, you think finding a tenth of a second is is easy, um, but when you when you get to the limit, you know, finding that extra tenth is still very difficult. And when you're doing that every single session, which everybody's doing, you get to a point where everybody's going as fast as they can, and getting that extra tenth just becomes, an, you know, almost an impossible task. You know, you have to put like spectacular laps to to find those last little bits and. That's kind of why we all do it because it's so it's so difficult as, as drivers to, to to chase that and to to try and uh, improve constantly. I think we're all just we're all just addicted to it. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what it's all about, and I think that's that's why we uh, we all enjoy it. Now, looking towards the season, you're teamed up again with uh, Jade Edwards. I spoke to Jade recently. She's looking very much uh, to uh, to being in the same garage as you again. Uh, but what have you made of the other changes up and down the uh, the paddock, Josh? I, I think that you know, no matter what, uh, the, the drivers that are always quick are still going to be quick. Um, you know, we've seen it even last year. Tom Ingram, who jumped from you know a, a top team with Speedworks. Uh, in, in a you know proven sort of uh, package, they jump ship to, to Hyundai with Accelerate, and of course you know they're a great team, but still up and coming. And you know with Tom's input, with their development, you know they jump straight to the front of the grid, and you know the championship contenders, uh, you know all the way. Um, so I think it shows the importance of a good driver within the team, and of course you need a good car. So that partnership is is really crucial. I think you've seen with Ash Sutton and Dan Kamish going to uh, to Motorbase, that car's going to be incredibly quick with those two pedalers in it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's well backed. It's, they've got great partners on board. So anybody who who is normally at the front uh, is still going to be there. Um, so I don't think there's going to be any big surprises. I think Jake Hill moving to BMW is going to be pushing 
Colin Turkington all the way. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out. But I think, you know, for us, we just need to concentrate on on what we're doing and what we can do. Um, we know that we just need to keep pushing on and we need to take a step forwards to, from where we were last year and we need to understand the hybrid system and work with M Sport with a new Toker engine to see see how much we can extract from our package um, because that's all we can do. So uh, we're just going to approach it the same way as we always do in, in testing and um, you know whatever we whatever we get to, we're not going to be satisfied with because then we need to keep driving forwards to keep finding as much as much lap time as we can. Mm. Um, I'm sure putting a smile on your face is the fact that we've got two visits to Thruxton again this year, where you traditionally, I don't want to curse this, <laughs> but you traditionally do pretty well. And, and you must be um, hopeful of coming away from those two meetings with a bag full of points. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, I, I love the circuit. I know what the circuit requires from a driver and I know what it requires from a car. But, you know, we, I've had really good years you know, there, there in the past, um, you know, really good points hauls over weekends. The, the, you know, I've, I've been to we in Thruxton, I think it was 2017, where we just didn't have the, the powertrain unit to to deal with it. I think I struggled to get inside the top 20. Um, and then we go there the next year and, you you know, we're winning races. So it's... Um, it's entirely going to depend on our powertrain package and, and how that performs. We know the chassis can do it. Um, you know, I feel comfortable around there, so I'm not worried. But I, I, the thing with the Touring Code Championship is nothing is, is a given and you can't expect anything. You know, I, I, yes, I've gone you know, well there in the past, but that counts for absolutely nothing when we arrive there next time. And finally, uh, Josh, um, you caught the attention of a lot of people last season with the design on your um, race helmet. Same for this year or have you got a new one? Again, it's, um, I've kind of forgotten about it, to be honest. Um, I am a big fan of, of the design from last year. Um, I think it might end up sticking around for, for 2022 because I, whatever I do now has to be, has to be better. Um, because nobody wants it to be a step backwards. So we'll have to we'll have to see what we can do in the future, but I think it's around to stay for for this year. But we'll we'll have to see. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that's good to know. But who knows? You might tip up with something com- completely new. You like to keep people guessing, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say it was um, it, it was all uh, all a big mysterious uh, plan, but actually, I just am unorganised. So. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's where it comes from. Fair enough. Josh, um, enjoy the rest of your trip up to Knock Hill. Have a good uh, test up there and uh, really good to catch up with you and uh, genuinely delighted that you're going to be back uh, in the paddock. And I look forward to uh, seeing, first of all, seeing your media day, uh, but then obviously for when the lights go out at Donington. So for now, Josh Cook, many thanks.